I am joined with Brother Jim Hall, everyone. How are you doing, Brother Hall? Excellent. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate you having me on the show tonight. I appreciate you coming on. I am really excited. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, just uh, just your background as an individual? I work in uh, marketing. I do marketing for an auction service, and I'm also the director of programs for the Grand Lodge of Ohio. So I know you maybe have one, but I will be speaking in my own views, not the views of the Grand Lodge of Ohio. So I just want to start that right off. So, but but that's what I kind of do. Uh, the program job, I kind of do all the back end service. You know, any problem that brothers have, they they get a hold of me and I. I kind of walk them through what they need to do. And obviously the marketing, we're getting the auction out there. Uh, I have a wife and two young boys and we're running all over the place and nice. running the lodges and, you know, trying to make sure everything fits in the best that we can. Yeah. That's uh that's always a good disclaimer to throw in there. <laughs> yeah, especially, exactly. Especially the way things are these days. So uh, that's right. It's always very wise to do. Have you seen any, advantages or or changes with implementation of uh of, of marketing and social media oh my goodness you know in in general and i'm going to talk on a few different levels here because at a grand lodge level sure mm-hmm. you know and and the nice thing is they they have money to put towards it yeah so so it's easy it's really easy to get likes and followers when you push money behind it you know? yes yes and 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 we also have a really nice um our back-end product is the Grandview, and I don't know if Texas is on that or not. We are, yes. Okay, so we we are funneling those through the prospect process mm-hmm. and and bringing them in, and we have a you know a multi-tiered CRM email project that we do that is really kind of paying dividends. And you know, the big thing is at the Grand Lodge level, we want people that are on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever, whatever they're on that may not know a Mason mm-hmm. to be, be able to have that access. Now, obviously you're not going to be able to go on and sign your petition and roll, but this way we, we can at least designate you. Okay. You're in this area. We can put you in con- contact with this lodge that is active and willing to take on a prospect. And then, then it moves into their, meeting mm-hmm. um and their prospects from there nice. but o- on a small level on you know our local lodge level the big thing with the doing the internet is just the visual there's so many people that and, and my father's my father-in-law's one of them when i joined he said you know i've i've been in east palestine for 64 years and I've seen that Masonic sign. I've never been up there. I don't know what they do. Yeah. And that that question prompted me the next lodge meeting. And I wasn't even in a seat at this point. I just joined Real Green. And I'm like, you know, uh, hey, can I take a picture in here and post it on our Facebook? Mm-hmm. And our and our secretary, who this year is his 27th year as secretary, you know how that, you know, you don't get out of those seats. No, you don't. It's a, it's a lifelong commitment. Yeah. He um he said yeah you you can do what you want I'll make you the admin and it just it just took off and from there you know I I think that we are able to reach out and people know what's going on and whether or not that brings people to the 
to the front door or not, but it's it's giving them the opportunity to see what we're doing a little bit. Yes. That, that's actually, I mean, kind of leads into how I got into masonry. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to just lead the show, but no, let's, <laughs> I, got, let's go right I guess into I'll just it. roll right into it since let's we're here. Roll with it. You know, I was I was delivering furniture and I came in on my day off and I rode with a gentleman. He was the driver that day. Never worked with him before. I'd been in the in the job four or five months. And he brings up a gentleman that was on our school board, uh, Rube Ginder. And he's like, yeah, you know, I know Rube from Lodge. I'm like, oh, my God, I've known Rube. 20 some years just you know he's he's on a school board i know him from around town i've known him my whole life he's like yeah he's a member of lodge and i'm like oh you guys go to the moose lodges (laughs) (laughs) and he's like no the masonic lodge and at that point and i i kind of have to back up a little bit because i got the cart ahead of the horse here um probably 10 years before that I mentioned to my wife, you know, hey, I want to be a Mason. <laughs> She's like, and and legit, and I was just listening to one of your podcasts because it's funny, National Treasure. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it just came out. And I'd had, I don't want to attribute it all to Nicholas Cage and, <laughs> and that, but you know, I'd seen the square and compass, and my grandfather was a Mason and he passed away when I was a freshman. So all I can remember is his ring. And the emblem on his car, I never got to talk to him about it. And he was an old school Mason. So he wasn't telling anybody about it. You just had to ask. Yeah. Um, So it was always in the back of my head. And when that came out, it was kind of like a trigger. It was like, oh, you know what? I need to re re look at this. And I told my wife and she's like, well, go do it. And I'm like, okay. You know, and this is like nine o'clock at night. There's. (laughs) And I don't, and the hard part is, and this is where the internet's such a big thing to me. It's such important to me. I didn't have somebody or I didn't know that I had somebody, you know, and in Rube Ginder's case, he doesn't wear a ring. He doesn't have an emblem. He doesn't talk about masonry unless you're a Mason outside of masonry. He keeps it to himself. It's actually, for me, being as loud as I am, it's very hard to understand why he would do that but you know that's his that's his thing his personal thing and that's where he keeps it but after that transgression with my wife it was 10 years until i stumbled upon this driver ryan Crisano, worshiper brother ryan Crisano, and as soon as that he said he's from the freemason lodge i mean it was eight hours of back and forth questions and hey is it this and is it that and and i'm lucky enough that ryan is very open to just talk so he mm-hmm. just went with the whole thing and the next day i had a petition and the rest is history you know 10 years nice. later here i am and here i am on your show and i can't believe it you know <laughs> it's it's wild when you um there the saying gets beat to death but you get out of it what you put into it yep and yeah everybody when i said that just rolled their eyes like oh my god we've heard this a thousand times but when you get out there and you get active and you just throw yourself into it it's wild where freemasonry will take you and the connections and 
It's a whole different game. I I suggest doing that if you're listening. We had a gentleman interested in Lodge that came beforehand to the meal that we had. And a few of us sat there and talked to him about it. Mm -hmm. And he said, he's like, you know, in my life, I realized that, you know, there were times where I had a group, whether it was 4-H or it was high school or it was this or that. And he's like, I've just been going through the motions with, I go to work, I go home and I have my family and that's it. And he's like, not that I'm upset that it's just that, but you know, you lose those groups. And he's like, I feel like maybe masonry could give me that something to strive for something to, you know, spread my wings a little more. And, and that's the exact same thing I told you is I told him is, you know, you can hop in here and go through your three degrees and pay your dues and get nothing out of it. Mm-hmm. Or you can jump in. And I, I actually brought this podcast up. I'm like, I, before Freemasonry, I was so shy. I was at, and, and to be honest, I'm still shy. I was actually texting a guy in Cleveland um, about how I was nervous because I didn't have a set of show notes that I normally kind of go off of. <laughs> and and he, on, on my podcast, I'll have the show notes. And like we said before, it's just a tangent after that. And the show notes kind of bring us back. Yeah. But I, you know, that still was in my head a little bit. And without Freemasonry jumping into it, I would never be here. I would have, the things I would have never done. And that's, that's why I told him, if you jump into it with both feet and just embrace it, You'll never know the places it'll take. I can't tell you mm-hmm. it's going to make you a podcaster and a million dollars or something crazy. Because, but you don't know. You don't know where you'll. You may end up in Grand Line someday. Who knows where you'll be? Yep. So for the listeners, um, and you may be surprised to know this, but aside from a few messages between me and Jim, um, this is actually our first real conversation, right? Um, yeah. But as you can tell, it's going well. And <laughs> yes. I always I always say that there's no strangers in Freemasonry, just just friends you haven't met yet. Sure. And that, that ties in exactly with what you're saying. I mean, without that fraternal bond, uh, we would probably never be having this conversation. But but here we are today. So let's talk about your podcast. Uh, sure. What's it? What's it called? Let's go ahead and go go that route. And uh, tell us what, what inspired you to to, to do this. So the podcast is the Traveling Man Masonic Podcast, um, and it's on Anchor. It's on every every podcasting place that I can put it on, you know. What transpired, honestly, I was sitting in my, in my house with my wife, and it was probably end of September, early November, and I'm like, listen, I, I always bounce everything off her, and I... I I can tell at times she's kind of tired of <laughs> me, as, especially now with me working in, you know, I work at home and I work for Lodge. So even if I'm kind of griping some days, it's always about Lodge. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but, you know, I said, listen, I, I need, I want to do something else. I want to try something and I'm kicking around the podcast. And she's like, you should do it. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know anything. I have no clue. Absolutely no clue about a podcast. And she's like, her parents, I love them to death. They will not not get me a Christmas gift. 
Like this is this is the most important thing. Like they are going to spend fifty dollars every time. It does <laughs> not matter. So she's like, "Why don't you have my mom get you a microphone, and I'll get we'll get a microphone, and then you can start." Mm-hmm. And honest to God, that's how it started. Was like, okay, you know, we'll just figure it out, and it was just learning on the fly and i was lucky enough that i had someone that had graduated a a year or so behind me that was doing her podcast and i messaged her and she said oh yeah you should check out anchor they you know it's a really nice platform and you can do a lot of stuff it's you know have to put a lot of money into it if you don't want and to this day i edited my first podcast i've never listened to it since then I don't want to because I'm scared to. <laughs> Where I'm, I'm 50 podcasts in, and I, I'm scared to go back and hear that thing because I know it was bad. I know it was terrible, but you know, we it was just uh, okay. We're gonna see what happens. And it started out. I had a guy that, you know, the first guy at the furniture business that I rode with that explained to she uh, explained. Excuse me explain masonry to me after that a few years down the road i became the guy that was driving the truck and then i had helpers and whatnot and i had a guy that was with me and we were all all three of us were close friends and he hadn't joined masonry we went back and forth and back and forth and one day he came in with this petition so i wanted him to be the first guy on the podcast and to me as a podcaster now looking at it he's one of my closest friends he is so quiet <laughs> and, and not a talker. And and to be, a, if you listen to the podcast, that's him talking a lot. And that's because of masonry. He, he was, he was, when, when we brought him in as entered apprentice, and he gets mad, I say this, but I keep doing, it. I call it the tadpole effect. He would like swim right behind myself or Ryan no matter where we were, he was like right behind us. <laughs> and, and and the amazing thing now is, you know, now he's senior warden of our lodge and just, just does it. He just mm-hmm. goes, he doesn't, he doesn't ask for my approval. He doesn't follow. He just, and, and the thing now is sitting as a past master and have went through all of that, those chairs, I see that and think like his Ashler's changing right now and he don't even know it yet. Like I get to see it because I've been through it. So it's kind of that cool thing, but I wanted him to be my first guest. And that's how I started and just started kind of winging it. I had some guys from my lodge that came on and, you know, we, we did some good things. We screwed up some things. I, I didn't know how to, (laughs) when I was saving things, I would save them wrong. They would all jumble together. And I, people would be calling me the day it released and said, Hey, I don't understand what you're talking about in this section. Like, Oh, well, I saved this. I saved the sound bites wrong. (laughs) You know? So it was, it was a real learn on the fly. And you know, the wild thing is it's been over two years now and we've hit over 30,000 listens and we're, we're in 130 different countries we've been heard in, which to me, it just blows my mind. It blows my mind that you and I are talking in Ohio and Texas and these guys 
messaged me. I've, I had a, we have a lodge from Kentucky that's actually, they messaged us and want to come to do a Kentucky Master Mason in East Palestine because they heard the podcast. Cool. And all I wanted to do is go talk about something I love. And if I can spread that light of masonry just a little bit and maybe get a few guys that have never heard of masonry or were on the fence and jump into it, well, then I've I've given back as much as I can. Me talking to 10 different people, I may touch four of them, five of them, but maybe three or four of the, maybe two of those guys will never join masonry, but maybe three or four of them love that deep in depth about the trial or about the 24 occasion, whatever it may be, that's their thing. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's why so many different podcasts are pluses for everybody because, all right, man, you know what? I don't really want to listen to John Doe talk about his journey again, but I wouldn't mind digging deeper into why they call the grand or the chair, the master's chair, this, you know, and and that's the cool thing of having that many options like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I like esoteric masonry. I don't, I don't delve into it as much as I would like to, but I love hearing about it. Right. Sure. Uh, I'm not a historian, but I love, I love Robert Marshall. Like great guy. Love the guy. But you can't travel anywhere in Waco without hearing a story about it, which is cool. Which is cool. I I enjoy, I enjoy hearing history, but I'm not a historian. If that makes sense, like yes, back in the day when History Channel actually showed history, I would I would watch the documentaries. That's interesting. But oh yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go to a battlefield and tell you about it. I'm just not gonna remember all that stuff. But it's a the old saying: different strokes for different folks, right? Like at the end of the day, though, we could all come together. And we could all have conversations and be brothers. We don't have to have a yes. common interest outside of the commonality of Freemasonry. Um, we can come from all walks of life. We can have all all kinds of different uh, backgrounds. Sure. And today we can all sit together and have a good time, have a conversation. Like we're that, that's it. And you know, I quit. I'm a I'm a comic book guy, a, a fantasy guy. I, I tell the guys, if you're a comic book guy, it's like your fortress of solitude. Mm-hmm. And you go into that in your home lodge and all the other stuff of the world that's going on, whatever that may be, whether it's religion or politics or life or anything, it all goes away. Yeah. And for that hour, two hours, whatever it may be, you're able to relax and be in a safe place with guys that only want the best for you. Mm-hmm. and are wor- are all working to make themselves better. And they, you don't even realize it. That's the thing. I say that like we're all working because I see it after being in the craft a while. Yeah. You know, the guys don't even realize that's what's happening. And that's the beauty of it is there's so much wild stuff going on all over the place <laughs> that can really, like, I've... It, it's tough for me because I do a lot of social media marketing. I'm always on it. I'm always plugged in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my wife and I in the evenings have really worked on, let's unplug a little bit from 
social media because it can be toxic it's you know oh, yeah, absolutely whether it's you know national things or whether it's just people you grovel with within your own local community that you see and you're like oh what are they doing yeah. i didn't know but you know all of that stuff well it's, you know that does no good for you and you have... go ahead no yeah no i was i was kind of a... <laughs> oh i was just gonna say we have a local facebook page for the town i live in yeah. And I'm not on a city council or anything like that, but I am on like the EDC board planning and zoning. Uh, and I do, I do associate with council members a lot and the mayor a lot. Cause the mayor's amazing yeah. here, oddly enough. Right. Yes. <laughs> but uh, so I associate with these people and, and I talk to them and they're good people, but then you go to like a Facebook page and it's toxic and, and, and oh every problem with the city is because of whoever's in charge or whoever was recently in charge uh, many of them are friends or brothers or, you know, and it's like, man, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't watch this stuff. I can't read this stuff. So I don't even, I don't even check into it. And yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. What you put into you determines what comes out, right? Uh, yes. Really determines your life, your day. And so if you put in negative things, you, you're going to have a negative outlook. You're going to sound like a negative person. So I, it's important to distance yourself from stuff like that. We have a problem with, and I think Facebook has facilitated this, is we have a lot of people that know what the problems are and how they should be fixed, but none of those people run for office. Yeah, you know what I mean? Good. They're they're very comfortable behind, behind a keyboard telling you what's wrong and how to fix it. But And you're yeah. talking about the, the people that are complaining, right? I, I, I learned something very aside from i don't want to reference it to counseling time soon no sure <laughs> thing i i learned is that there was what's the saying uh evil exists in the world because good men stand by and do nothing right but we have to speak up because yeah there's a vocal minority and i believe it's a minority but they're extremely vocal and extremely uh uh what's the word uh hostile hostile like yeah. they they will they will team up against you but I, I think there, there there's come a time when, when good men just can't stand by any longer. You know, the, the wild thing, and, and my big thing, especially in my podcast, is connections and how, whether it's a physical connection or a thought connection, and that thought of, you know, evil exists because good men stand by and do nothing. We were just talking about me running again. And it, I'm I'm looking upstairs at my wife who's in bed, hoping she's not listening. <laughs> because because I kick it around, and and the thought is, and the last time we had a had to run, I didn't have to run. There was a four year term. There were three chairs open, and only two people ran, hmm. and that was the thought process. In this last time we were talking about it is. If I don't run, who does? And if not me, that, who will? That's exactly it. Something I, I know we kind of went off on this, but sure. like I said, sometimes tangents just happen and that's okay. Yeah. Something yeah. that that has always driven me to be involved. And you mentioned this earlier. The majority of the people that founded our country were Masons. They were yes. Freemasons. And oh. and being being a native Texan, uh, I'll tell you this. Every president, every every senator, every congressman of the Republic of Texas 
every single one was a Freemason. Wow. We were a state founded by Mason. And, and this I did didn't, not know that. That's this, cool. didn't, this didn't happen. Well, I'm sure in part, like there was some Masonic influence, but I, I the, the reason this happened is because we used to be an organization of men that stepped up. Yes. That's, that's what it came down to. We would step up sure. and, and we, we've gotten away from that. And I think we need to return to that. And I'm not, I'm not getting political or anything like that. But it doesn't have to be, you know, on your city council, step up, step up in your lodge, step up in your own life, step up in your family. Uh, sure. But we're an organization of leaders. And yes. We need to, we need to resume that, that, that mantle. And, and I think that's part of why we were so highly regarded at one point. And yeah. I think we need to, look at what was successful in the past uh, look at our predecessors and try to emulate them yeah you know that it, it's wild when you sit back and and that's something that i'd never i don't want to say i never thought of before but you see the whole way through you know gerald ford was the last masonic president and if you look at the upswing and downswing of how masonry grew and kind of dropped when Gerald Ford would have been coming into masonry would have been that upswing. And it's kind of from him, just, I don't, I hate saying drop because that's not the right term because times have changed and we're, we're striving to move forward quickly and catch up to everything that we, mm -hmm. you know, for a long time, we never did this stuff, but you're a hundred percent right. You know, it, it's something that if you see the problem and you can be, the opposite of the problem you have to step in you said something earlier and yeah. I, I don't want to i don't usually bring this up and i don't want to go off on a, like a like anything wild about it or anything yeah no but problem. you were it i had a conversation i think i was on a live not too long ago about okay. about uh or maybe someone brought it up i don't remember exactly but it was about women in freemasonry right yeah and you mentioned the lodge being like your, your fortress of solitude, like your safe space, right? Sure. And to me, what I was thinking of as you were saying that is like, that's, again, to me, my own opinion, which does yeah. not reflect my <laughs> Grand Lodge or my Lodge or anything like yes, that. Yes, right, exactly, me, same. That's why the Lodges need to stay a male-only environment. Yes. Because there are, there are benefits to being around women. Like, uh, and it sounds like a, like a, like a, Stupid thing to even have to say, right? Like, right. But there, I say that because on the other end of the spectrum, there are also benefits to being around just men, right? Yeah. And, and you can't behave. I don't know. You're always on kind of on guard around women, right? right. Because, the, because we're men. That's where we're programmed, right? I can't say. I can't say the things that I would normally. My wife sitting here. Mm -hmm. I, you know, we've been together 17, 18 well, years. I already saw you look upstairs a few times. So I know, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> I can't talk too loud, you know, but, but that's the thing is, you know, I know what I can say around my wife and what I can say. I don't want to upset the balance because we've been together so long. We have such a good family unit that I know what her likes and wants and needs are and vice versa. But I also know that I'm a guy, 
<laughs> and you know, guys doing there are things I say and look at and see that are the most inappropriate, stupid things that guys say, and I laugh at or whatever. Yeah. That, or, or vice versa. And this is very, very different. You know, you go to a lodge and you have that fellowship, that bonding, that joking around, busting, busting each other up. And but you also have a very vulnerable part. There's a part that and I don't want to sound misogynistic or anything like that, but you know, as the the father figure, as the husband figure, mm-hmm. you know, I I'm the rock. Yeah. And there are some times that I lean on my wife. I I do that, but you know, for things that are going wrong, my wife vents to me. My children vent to her, she vents to me. And I and I'm the one that's there trying to keep everything above water and that's a hard thing to do and there's some times when you need to sit back and you know and i say this in my podcast all the time i'm such a baby like you can see i'm welling up a little bit but there are times when when i go into lodge and i'm able to just sit with the current master jack barnhouse or whoever it is and say listen man i'm just you know we've had a problem with my kid getting bullied and that's a really hard subject to talk to somebody about yes, it is. you know it, it just is what it is and it's nice that i can go in there and just completely vent to him about whatever and you know maybe he has or hasn't had somebody in there in that situation but i know he's going to listen to me and at least take in what i'm saying and try to you know look out for the best of me and not and not judge me and that's something that maybe when i'm at home i can't let that wall down because i have to tell my wife that we're going to be all right whatever's going to happen and it's not even the bullying thing it's everything in life you know whatever's going to happen with the boys or with you know bills and you know thank god we're in a good situation but we are going to be okay and i somehow i have to make sure that that's the situation well i can go to lodge and I can let my guard down yeah. and and just be open. Uh, I'm reminded of two things. Um, first off is uh, I grew up watching The Simpsons. And uh, I remember it was an episode when uh, all the guys were standing outside a bus and all the women were getting on the bus to go somewhere. And the yeah. bus drives off and the guys just all relax. And like their guts start hanging out. Like they were all <laughs> sucking in because women are around. And yeah, all, right. They just relax. And like, Ugh. Yeah. And, and that's because we have to put on a certain, we don't even do it conscientiously. We, sure, we put on it's a certain, ingrained. We, yes, we put on a certain air with women around. And, and like you're talking about, there's some things we don't talk about our wives with. And it's not that we don't communicate or want to communicate, but we have to maintain a certain a, a certain level of stoicism Yes, with, with our spouses. It, sure. We just have to. It, like, yeah, they come to us and complain, but if we, if because we're the rock. And yeah. if there's, if we start showing cracks in the foundation, that's a problem. Like sure. they don't know how to, and I'm, they're just, we're programmed differently. Yes. Like, and, but yeah. And the other thing it reminds me of is I don't know if you're on TikTok or anything like that, but uh, there was a trend, <laughs> yes. there was a trend for a while where uh, the woman, there was a woman, she's like, you mean guys don't, I mean, guys, who do you talk to when things are bad? And the trend was like, they're like, nobody. Because yeah. I'm a guy, nobody. Because I'm a guy, 
And it's like that hit hard because I know it's true. But on the other on the other end of the spectrum, I couldn't relate because I'm a Freemason and I have yeah. I can go. I can talk to yes. people. I have brothers that I can come to if, if, if I really have a problem. I got five, six, seven people I know right off the top of my head. I could call and say, what do you think of this? Or I just need to talk if you got a second. Yeah. And, and not to not to go down a dark path, but sure. male suicide is, is increasing drastically. Oh yeah. Oh my it, god. It's at, it's at an all-time high. And and I think it's because as men, we have to put on this face, we have to put on this air, we have to take on all the stress of our of our lives and our spouses and our children, and we can't show any cracks. Yeah. But you know, it's like a it's like a like a dam with a crack, right? Like you, you can keep putting fingers in the hole, but eventually the whole thing's just going to go. Oh and, my God. And that's why it's important to have, that's why organizations like this are just as relevant as they ever were, if not more, because yeah. there's not that many outlets anymore. There's not those bowling leagues. You could just go and BS with your buddies. <laughs> at. Yes, that's true. At this time, I would just like to open it up. If you have any final thoughts or anything that you Maybe wanted to say that you did, that you didn't get to. I have to say I, w- I want to thank you so much for being on here because it's been like like you said earlier in the podcast. The only messages we've had were a few Facebook messages and an email link to this Zoom. Mm-hmm. A- and before I'm texting a guy, I got I throw out the the drink cup for City Tim Klein. We're texting back and forth. And I'm like, yeah, I'm getting ready for this podcast. I'm a little nervous. I don't have show notes. <laughs> and, and he's like, you'll be fine. Why don't you just take a deep breath? And, you know, here we are hours later. And if it wasn't because you and I both know as podcasters, it's time to wrap it up. Yeah. We we could still just continue BSing <laughs> the whole night, which is wild. But thank you. Thank you again. I can't, I can't tell you how much. I am indebted for you asking me to be on, and I can't wait for the time that you get to be on the the Traveling Man Masonic podcast. If you want to make it up to me, if I ever make my way to Ohio, just vouch for me, please. And it will be, yes, <laughs> we'll be I, I, we'll be good then. I can't wait. I can't wait for the day. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off of just just a little bit. It's wild how Freemasonry makes you want to travel to these places. Yeah, because. Absolutely. You know, talking to you, talking to Fluff, talking to uh, Randy Seipel, who's, um, he was Senior Grand Warden of Indiana at the time, but he's moved up now. Um, and if you haven't heard of CraftCast, it's the United Grand Lodge of England's podcast. James Dalton, I've been talking to him. They're, they've just started. They're on episode five, but they're pretty good. I think you mentioned good. that in your last episode, didn't you? I heard that. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and and that's the thing that's wild about it is, you know, in the beginning it was Freemasonry in East Palestine and then Freemasonry in my district and then in my state with annual communication. But because of this podcast, it's like, I want to go to Texas. On, <laughs> I want, and, you know, I want to go to England. I want to go to Alaska and see these guys and, and these people that I have such a genuine you know the beliefs and connection with and friendship with and it's only been a couple hours but i i don't need to think about it because i already know and that's the beauty of freemasonry we were talking about our grand lodge building our grand lodges next week so that's plenty of time (laughs) to tell tell your wife to say hey 
Check plenty, out of, plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to come live with you. It's the problem. <laughs> you know, it, but you know, like I, like I said before, it's, it's something that I'm so indebted that you thought enough to have me on the podcast. I, like I said, that imposter thing, I can't believe it. And, and, and I appreciate it so much. So thank you. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. It's an honor to have you on. And, uh, yeah, you made a post, uh, celebrating a benchmark with the podcast. It's like, why have I not even reached out to him yet? So that, that's what started the whole thing was, was like I said, we connected, you made a post. I was like, man, yeah, let's, let's make it happen. So, uh, I love it. so just wrapping up on my end, uh, thank you again so much for, for sure. taking the time. I know this is, uh, I mean, it's almost midnight here. I think you're CST also, aren't you? So, nope, I'm, I'm Eastern, so oh, it's, almost, Eastern. it's almost one in the morning. Oh, my God. I feel it worse than. So, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's cool. It's so, cool. Uh, definitely appreciate you taking the time. Um, yeah. Let's just, uh, real quick, just to remind everybody. So, Jim Hall, Traveling yes, Man sir. Podcast. What sure. is the best way for people to either connect with you or to uh, get a hold of your... I know you're on Anchor, so it kind of reaches everything, but it just, yeah. it's the best way for them to listen and, and contact yeah. you. You know what? I'm on Anchor. So if you go to Anchor, search Traveling Man Podcast, uh, we're on there. Um, social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and we have all of those links live on there. So don't be afraid to reach out. And if you want to be a guest on the show, reach out too. I love talking to everybody. So give me a yell and we'll get a hold of you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I really enjoyed this conversation, Jim.